Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast on Letterman Row, brought to you from a hotel room somewhere on the way to uh, Piscataway, New Jersey, where Letterman Row will be covering the Ohio State Buckeyes taking on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights this weekend. But that doesn't mean we take time away from talking stuff. And uh, that means talking recruiting. As we talked about the other day, Spencer Holbrook over here, uh, Jeremy Birmingham here, as we talked about uh, earlier this week, it seems like there's only a handful of guys that we're talking about every single episode of the show, and that's because the Buckeyes have done such a great job of identifying, uh, evaluating, and uh, getting commitments from their top targets in this class of 2020. So with about six weeks until the early signing period begins on December 18th, what Spencer and I are going to do in these uh, midweek episodes or end week episodes or whatever they go basically but not the post weekend episodes because the post weekend episodes are generally going to be a little bit more focused on visitors and stuff like that we're going to break down position by position for ohio state not just in the class of 2020 but maybe what's in the pipeline or coming down the road or what to look for uh as as ohio state recruiting fans start to broadcast out into the future and say what what is uh, what's coming for ohio state so Let's start with 2020, the quarterback situation. Obviously, we've talked about it ad nauseum in the last few weeks. Um, But Spencer, with five weeks to go, six weeks to go till signing day, again, I'm terrible at math. I have no idea how many days there are or how many weeks turn into days. But anyway, what's the single biggest question that you, acting as the voice of the fan here, um, are, are curious about? What's the one question that you have left about Ohio State recruiting at the quarterback position? Well, it has to be C.J. Stroud, right? It has to be, that's not a question. Wow. Oh, I mean, you could put C.J. Stroud question mark. Yeah, is C.J. Stroud going to commit? And I think that's really starting to heat up. We've talked about his visit to Michigan that's planned. We right. don't know if that's going to happen or what's going to go on there. Uh, Ohio State knows they have Jack, that it has Jack Miller already secured. It's been that way for the last 18 months. So now it just comes down to can C.J. Stroud become the last piece of this uh, this quarterback position because they've already got 2021 locked up. And then if... If C.J. Stroud decides to go somewhere else, we've talked about this before, how does that change the way they do 2021? Do yeah. they go after a transfer portal quarterback to ha- that has a couple years in 2020, or do they just wait until 2021 and then take their second quarterback? So Yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly the question. C.J. Stroud is sort of the, the key cog in this whole puzzle as it remains. But the thing that I talk about all the time, and, and everyone who's read Letterman Row understands that this is something I've said over and over so much that we've decided to create an acronym for it, which is CAR, okay? Comfort and relationships is what works and what wins in recruiting. If you have comfort and relationships better than your opponent on the recruiting trail, generally speaking, even if that opponent's need at a position is greater than your own, your team will somehow find a way to win that battle because what matters for these kids and their families is who they trust and who they've gotten to know the the best. And there's nobody on the national scene that has done a better job with C.J. Stroud than Ohio State. Um, and that's that's just a fact. Once they discovered him in June when he was out at the Elite 11 camp in Los Angeles, with a camp he eventually ended up winning, um, that, you know, that sort of precipitated his national rise all the way up to the number two ranked quarterback in the country where he sits right now. But Ohio State was in on the ground floor, even though they didn't offer for four months after that. And that's hugely uh, relevant in this discussion because as new teams like Michigan, USC, Georgia, all these programs from coast to coast start getting involved with Stroud, the thing Ohio State has that nobody else has is that Ryan Day has been involved with him for half a year now. 
and all these other schools have been involved with him for half a month. Yeah, they they have given him the car. Right. We we've, we've right. Not, to not, not like Alabama gives you a car. That's <laughs> totally different. Um, but they've given him the, the the comfort and the relationships that he's been looking for, and that's that's. It's it's been a very long process with Ohio State. They've been out there to see him. They're familiar with, you know, how he does things. He's familiar with how they do things. I think there's a there's a, a good sense of transparency there. They yeah. they each communicate well, and I think that's a big thing Ohio State's um, showing with Jack Miller as well. And I think they're going to convey that to every recruit they have. You know, we did this with the quarterbacks. We know how to be transparent with our recruits. Yeah. Look at what we've done. And I think they've done a really nice job of balancing the Jack Miller situation and the C.J. Stroud situation and just being transparent yeah. with what their intentions are with both of these guys. Yeah, I think that the, it could have gone significantly different. Um, you know, there was sort of this uh, sense of waiting for the other shoe to drop for the last handful of months with Jack Miller and eventually something would happen. And, and Jack, the four-star quarterback from Scottsdale, Arizona, who's been committed to Ohio State for 18 months, would put his foot down and say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be a part of your game or whatever. But they've told him for months that they were looking for a second quarterback in the class. And maybe there was a sense or a feeling like, oh, okay, they're going to find someone who's lower ranked or whatever. But this is Ohio State that we're talking about here. It's not a program that um, is going to go out and recruit a player that they don't believe can fit their program or help their program. And uh, if you're a player like Jack Miller, it doesn't matter if it's C.J. Stroud in this class or Kyle McCord in the next one, or whoever else in 2022 and beyond, what matter, you're going to face a guy that's really damn good at football. Um, and, and I think that it, that sort of has to be what you want at a place like Ohio State. And, and we've seen the change in the recruiting uh, priorities and philosophies at quarterback because of the transfer portal. And those kids like C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller they, they may end up in this class together, but it's an almost guarantee they don't leave Ohio State together in four years or five years, uh, both completing their undergraduate and getting a degree from Ohio State. It's kind of interesting that the first year that the transfer portal is impacting recruiting more than it is right. teams, Ohio State's still recruiting as if there's no transfer portal. Yeah. They're still going to try and get two high-end quarterbacks, which is interesting because I think if you look across the country, nobody else is doing that. Well, because you want to be able to develop your own quarterback. You, you, don't, want, you don't want to have to go into the transfer right. portal. If you go into the transfer portal, that means there's been either a transfer of your own or a failure in recruiting. Right. And I think Ohio, I think Ohio State's on that transfer side, not the failure in recruiting, because they rarely fail in recruiting. Yeah. So to, to have to go into the transfer portal wasn't the worst thing in the world for Ohio State. Clearly, like Justin you, Fields turned out okay. Yeah, but like you said, they want to develop their own quarterback. Ryan Day wants to be able to get a guy and develop him the way he wants him to play quarterback. Right, because you, what you don't want is what you're seeing with per, per Gunnar Hoke in a way, right? So here's Gunnar Hoke, who was you know, a, a three-star quarterback when he signed out of Dublin Kaufman High School and went to Kentucky, played there for three years, uh, and expected by everyone to come into Ohio State and be the guy that uh, backs up Justin Fields, right? But then you have Chris Chuganoff, who was, as he said earlier this week, sitting on a beach losing weight and not and pretty sure his football career was over and the fact that Chris Chuganoff has had that extra year in Ryan Day's system has given him the leg up over Hoke who was by all accounts a much more talented quarterback who had a quarterback competition with Justin Fields right who was competing with Justin Fields and uh, it, it's pretty interesting to see and, and that's why Ohio State their their cachet on the national scene at the quarterback position is so different right now you saw Cody Curtis Corey Curtis um, you know, a former walk-on at Ohio State who left after last year 
and he's breaking records in FCS football. And, you know, it, maybe it's Division Two FCS, but, like, the dude came to Ohio State for three years, learned how to play quarterback, and then went somewhere else and is breaking records. Kids have an opportunity to really um, get the best of both worlds. You can, you can choose to go to Ohio State, compete for the starting job for two or three years. If you don't get it, you can still leave with a degree if you really bust your butt like you know, Joe Burrow did and then leave and still have two years to play somewhere else and become the, the brightest star on the national stage like Burrow has. And that's, that's a testament to what Ohio, the power of Ohio State's brand, but also to the way that Ryan Day is developing quarterbacks. And that's why quarterback coaches like Quincy Avery, who's worked with Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields uh, and now C.J. Stroud, and then Danny Hernandez out on the West Coast. We'll talk about him in a second as we look down the road to other quarterbacks. Um, that's why these quarterback coaches love Ryan Day. Yeah, and I think I think the best thing about Ryan Day is the relationships he builds, not with the recruits, but with the coaches. Yeah. He seems to be personable enough to, not only in the state of Ohio where he's, you know, making sure that he has a fence around the state, but with quarterback coaches. He knows the right people to be in contact with where he can get a quarterback that he really likes, and I think that that's a big part of uh, what they're doing right now. Putting a cap on 2020. If it's not C.J. Stroud, then the Buckeyes will turn their attention fully to Jaden Delora, the Washington State commit from Honolulu, Hawaii. He's committed to Washington State, as I said, but USC is recently offered, Ohio State's recently offered. There's there's a, a sense that at the end of his season, his season ends the last week or the week of Thanksgiving, that at that point things are going to kind of shift into Delora recruitment. But what's nice about that for Ohio State is that there's no real pressure because he's not planning on signing until February, so you do have time to really sort of sort things out and then come mid-January you're going to have a better idea as Ohio State if you're still looking for a second quarterback you're going to know who's available on the transfer portal and then you're going to be able to make a more accurate decision about whether or not you want to go that route or if it's a guy like Delora who makes the most sense so I'm a big fan of Delora but you just don't know if it's you know not only the 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 timing aspect but return on investment. He's far away. The trip out to Hawaii isn't easy to make for anybody. Um, so you just don't know if it's worth the effort there. If there's a guy somewhere close to home who has two years left to, to play somewhere like Gunnar Hoke did. Um, but again, I, I don't think the Buckeyes want to go the transfer portal route. So let's put 2020 to bed. Talk about 2021. Ohio State has a quarterback commitment in Kyle McCord. You're a big fan of McCord. I'm a huge fan of McCord. I, I, I had to watch about three minutes of a huddle tape to know that that, that guy can make just about every throw Ryan Day is going to want him to make. Uh, and that was a sophomore year tape. His junior year tape is even more impressive than that. Uh, it's nice that Ohio State can get this guy in, um, start communicating with him yeah. as a commit, make him the, the cornerstone of this recruiting class right away with Jack Sawyer. and uh, that's, a big, that's a big deal for Ohio State. You notice when they get a quarterback, it's early. Yeah. They always take a quarterback early because they want to have that position locked down. Then they can recruit running backs that know who they're going to play with. They can recruit wide receivers that know who they're going to play with. They can recruit offensive linemen who know this is the guy that I'm going to that I'm going to right. block for. And instead of building their their entire recruiting base off of, hey, we have this five star toy. No, hey, we have this quarterback yeah. who's going to be the center of this program. And everything else is going to be built around him. And I think it's an interesting strategy, but I think Kyle McCord is fantastic. Yeah, and also locking in that quarterback commitment that early, uh, aside from helping with class building, which obviously you've seen happen. But if you get that guy early, like they did with Jack Miller, like they've done with Kyle McCord, you get a head start on recruiting down the road, right? I mean, there's Ohio State. 
they can look pretty much past the 2021 recruiting class at this point at quarterback and start evaluating and focusing solely on 2022s, uh, which they've done. The Buckeyes have offered an, a handful of 2022 quarterbacks. Malik Murphy out in California is one. Um, Malik Murphy is a five-star quarterback uh, prospect who trains with Malachi Nelson, who's a 2023 quarterback out in California from Los, Los Alamitos who became the first 2023 prospect offered by Ohio State when the Buckeyes pulled the trigger uh, on a scholarship to him earlier this week. And with good reason. With good reason. His tape is freaky. He's an extremely athletic and- I've never uh, seen a freshman throw the ball the way he does. It's, he throws with a lot of confidence. If you go back to, uh, I think it was Tuesday's episode of Doubting the Eyes, or edition of Doubting the Eyes on lettermonroe.com, you can see that there. There's His huddle tape is in there with some, some words about him, about what it means to be offered by Ohio State this early. but. You know, what, I'm, what I guess what I'm getting at is this gives Ohio State an opportunity that is so different because they can really move down the road and focus on 2022 where you have guys like Quinn Ewers who's in the, at South Lake Carroll, Steve Angeli, a Bergen Catholic in New Jersey, um, who they've offered as well as, as, uh, as Malik, um, whose name I, I just said. But Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy, sorry. Woo, man, it's, er it's early. It's very early. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the, the reality is that Ohio State is in a great position at quarterback, and they're going to be in a great position at quarterback as long as Ryan Day is the head coach because his reputation is uh, sterling across the country. And it doesn't matter even if, if it's Mike Yursich who's the quarterback coach or Kevin Wilson who's working with them. Ryan Day's reputation is going to make Ohio State very attractive to uh, prospects across the country, but also to the next wave of up-and-coming coaches who are um, going to be looking for a job the way that Mike Yersich was a few years ago when he took the Oklahoma State job. So, um, anything else on the quarterback side of things that you think uh, is is worth exploring before we shut her down today? I think the quarterback position is interesting because it's November. Yeah. Ohio State wants to have a quarterback nailed down a summer and a half before mm -hmm. before signing day. Look for that twenty twenty two quarterback that. 2022 yeah. quarterback cycle to really start heating up. Yeah, I, mean, I should, know it's weird to say yeah. 2022, Kyle McCord is only a junior right now, but that 2022 quarterback class, if if Ryan Day's uh, quarterback recruiting stays consistent, he will have a quarterback next summer. And I think that's, that's going to come uh, way more quickly than we think. Yeah, I mean, I think that the majority in more this... Quickly? More quickly? More quickly, quickly, quick, quicker? Quicker, yeah, sure. Um, the thing that's I find interesting about that is that these quarterbacks around the country know that, okay? and they're actually embracing it. It's not like, internet era of uh, college football recruiting has sort of done a lot of weird things to the way that kids' brains work, right? But the quarterbacks are actually identifying the fact that, hey, if I commit earlier, I can start to make an impact on my class. And if being a quarterback, generally, you're like a type A personality, you're kind of the dude, right? And like, if you're the dude in your class, you want to have a hand in picking who else is in your class. And if you're a quarterback and you're a top-ranked player across the country, if you can make that decision early enough, you can almost hand-select your receivers and, and running backs and, and start to work hand-in-hand -hand with the coaching staff of the school you're going to and say, hey, I don't. this is my type of guy. This is the player I want. And then be involved in the process. And I think that it's such an opportunity for kids. And you mentioned the way that Ohio State can now start to develop Kyle McCord already. Like You start to develop your brand as a quarterback by who you play with. And I think that these kids are starting to see that and their parents are recognizing it. So this whole wave of like everyone waiting till signing day is sort of fading away. And now here we are five weeks to signing day. 
and Ohio State has three spots left in their class of 2020, and there's almost no intrigue. And it's pretty it's pretty great for me. There's no intrigue, but at the same time, I, I would imagine Ryan Day is going to try and put a stamp on a closer title like Urban Meyer. No, you you, you got to find you know something. Yeah, you got to find some way to, to to lock in one one big more fish. So one more big fish, big more fish. It's been a it's been a morning already. Big more fish. Um, listen, that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast on LettermanRow.com. Today was all about quarterbacks. Next week's we'll talk running backs, which is always interesting. Um, for Spencer Holbrook, I'm Jeremy Birmingham for Letterman Row. Thanks for watching. Please uh, subscribe, hit the bell in the corner, the bell, like, uh, rate, review on iPod, iTunes, iTouch. Just hit the bell. Just hit, you know, all that stuff. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time, folks.